Welcome to Kirby's Disc Golf World, the pop culture disc golf matchup you've been waiting for. Are you ready? Finally, we have come back to the studio. This is a high-flying, big bump taking Kirby's Disc Golf World with your host, the Marijuana Messiah, myself, Disc Golf Jesus, the mouth of Wisconsin JK Disc Golf, and the Lincoln driving, slurpy sipping, putt missing, son of a gun, Swiss cheese. Man, I'm having really bad deja vu right now, guys. Terrible deja vu. That's crazy. We've been here before for sure. We have definitely been right. here before. So we've done this recording before, but somebody lost it. So we're doing it again. This is a tribute. We had the greatest podcast yeah. in the world. This is episode nine of season two. We're gonna 9. call it five because we're doing it again. Yep. Uh, we're gonna call it vi Vision Quest. But I'm gonna send it over to our own Paul Bear himself to do some plugs. J.K. Plug us up. All right, here we go. This is just kind of part of the podcast now. Every time we're just gonna plug her up. So, guys, make sure if you enjoy the podcast to follow whatever your favorite podcast website is as well as leaving us a five-star review. It definitely helps out as well as following us on all the social medias. You can find Kirby's Disc Golf World on uh, Instagram at Kirby's Disc Golf World. Also, you have Jesus Disc Golf and Swiss Cheese DG as well. Head over to Twitter for Disc Golf World for all just random content for you guys as well as Swiss Cheesy DG over there as well. But I think that's all for the plugs. Nice. Guys, I'm excited. It is the greatest weather. The snow has melted, and then it snowed again, but that's melted again. Uh, I know. <laughs> I, I like how we brought that up. And I'm like, guys, you know it's going to snow nah, again in April. But anyways. And it snowed again in March. Anyways, birds are chirping. I was, I was on the course uh, last weekend both days. Uh, Red and I got on the course. But more importantly, the season is underway. Um, I'm excited that uh, the Pro Tour couldn't have asked for better two events, in my opinion. Um, first with the LVC, um, you had Eagle McMahon taking it down, domination, but on that lead card, it was the greatest lead card of all time. Everybody was rated over 1050. Um, it was a superb watch, but Eagle, Eagle was a beast. <laughs> Eagle, Eagle made a statement. What about eight strokes? Oh, oh, so we're talking about the one that. We already talked about. I thought we were talking about the newest one. <laughs> Fucking the one where Eagle sucked balls. <laughs> Eagle's like, oh, oh, I'm going to be number one. And he's like, yeah, first round draft pick, Eagle McMahon. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fucking plus one at one point. I'm like, what's going on? You're talking about a segment they don't know yet. That's yeah. even the best yeah, part about yeah. it. But um, Eagle was in pure form, man. His putting game was sick. Um, I think his drives are on point. Um, but it was a great tournament. Good showing. You had... Heimberg taking second, but the other breakout on the uh, that weekend was definitely JK's boy. Uh, no I, think joke, was, man. I, I think it was Conrad trying to throw in some new frisbees and fucking looking really good, hitting the fucking pin on hold on his second hole of his tournament. He did nearly ace. That was pretty. He did. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Fucking brand new frisbees, looking like a fucking G. And his putting game is not had deterred. Right. Yeah, he's like putting ninety three in circle whatever. Circle one. <laughs> Maybe, maybe it's circle two. We don't definitely know. Not, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, but yeah, we don't know. We don't after know. that, after we could definitely tell. Like I said, Ezra's no joke. He really showed up for the LVC. I was kind of really impressed with his skills. Really shows that he could absolutely bomb a frisbee as well as his step putt. Is as much as Reed wants to say James Conrad's is pretty, I would say Ezra's is more pretty. Ooh, that is a challenge. We should do like a side by side video reaction of that. We'll put like that a on great the jerk off. We'll call but, it something silly. But other than that, um, we could Paul draw to ninth. Like that's not a good way you want to start the year. Yeah, man. I think Paul is going for broke. Him and Ricky, I think they both tailed off in the end. They were kind of <laughs> going broke. Those guys only care about the dubs. Like with cashing or place finishes isn't going to matter. These guys are going to be there in the end. Um, that it's still a weak start. You know, he's trying to. Every year we hear it. He's trying to prove himself. He's trying to do yada yada yada. That being said, it was a weak start. But what I actually want to touch on, which I think we did actually a very poor job highlighting the very first run through of this, so <laughs> I wanted to make sure we really kind of hammered down on it. Was is it Brody? Is it Brody doing really well? Oh no, damn. definitely not. Uh, how could anyone say the FPO is boring after the Cat Page battle? I think oh, that was yes. more exciting than it was the the MPO, going back and forth hole after hole. 
Obviously, Paige ended up winning, but it just shows that these two kind of just making the other FPO field struggle behind yeah, them. I, I think that's the reason, because it was a two-person, it was a two-dog race. The other ones weren't even close. You could you could Eagle take went by eight strokes. At least it was kind of true. close for FBO. <laughs> this yeah, is true. But, yeah, but the lead card, he was only up by, what, one or two? Yeah, I think going fell off. into the final. I don't know. I just like seeing the battle between back and forth, hole after hole. You didn't know what was really going to happen. Paige kind of struggled in the last hole, too. Kind of left Dude, the door open. Dude, that playoff was so nerve-wracking. Both of them throwing OB? Are you fucking kidding me? You see Paige throw OB off the tee, and then Cat follows? Well, that's what I'm saying. She opened the door and she failed. Oh man! They like did it, it on purpose. It was like uh, it, so was just, I, it was it was nuts. Uh, I, Paige I agree. throw B and she's like, she's like, well, you know what? I don't want to win like that. I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna throw a B too. And that's why she didn't win. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. I don't know. But I don't know. I've seen good good things of the FPO. Pretty much. I mean, even talking about Waco Memorial, but I think both times FPO really shined and it really just kind of showing that FPO is overshadowed a lot of times and they're not getting the respect they deserve. On at least. Uh, coverage wise but talking about that uh, i also wanted to highlight a little bit of the memorial like i'm a big memorial guy we didn't have it on the outline but i'm gonna bring it up just because uh we could talk back about paul mcbeth like i said weak start i think the memorial was the start that he wanted we finally got the strikes back um and also another cool stat that we saw was um paul has won the memorial more times than he's lost the memorial so i think that's a pretty interesting statistic there that's just nasty <laughs> How yeah. many times has he played it? I don't even how many, know, to be honest. I do know he many, has, like, the, the lowest ever. Um, how many times has he won ever. it? I don't know off the top of my head. I know that he has the lowest score. So, on a professional course, he's. I think it's That number is popping in my head. I don't know why. He scored, I mean, like, oh, in, like, 2013, he shot a 39 in a round. 39, hole, 39 shots to complete 18 holes. Kind of crazy. <laughs> Uh, sure. Memorial sucks. We have this fight every time he brings up Memorial. Yeah. Okay. Also, the last thing that I want to say is I think AB is pretty legit after watching the Memorial, and I think that we're going to see big things out of him when he actually goes full-time and can kind of dedicate himself to practicing, to playing, to understanding all these courses. I gotcha. The the pick to click for the biggest partier in JK's mind thinks he's going to get it together. Yep. <laughs> there you go, AB. Once he's at the frat style, he's... There you go. That's his full prediction. There's nothing wrong uh-huh. with that style for a little bit. We all like. Oh, we got we got more bold predictions when we're when we're talking about Waco too. So we're good. We likes no, we no. likes the boogie. You get, he's all about the hot take. Woo. I hate that term. Anyways, uh, Memorial was fine. Like I said, I only hated that it, it was a straight hyzer. I would have thought um, Ezra would have done a little bit better in that tournament. Um, moving back to him. Um, I'm excited to see him. I, I don't believe the hype on Ezra as much. I think there's a lot of better, younger players out there. I will agree on his short game, absolutely, hands down. Um, but, man, he throws that 45 all day, every day, <laughs> yeah. and then a sidearm. <laughs> that's pretty, That's all he's – and but I don't know with some of those – Yeah, and he bombs. But in some of those woods, it might be a little bit difficult. Um, going into Waco, another solid tournament. Um, and part of the reason why I think the Pro Tour would definitely enjoy this – is you had some solid long-term pros getting some recognition throughout and some young guns at the same time. Um, one of my favorite, Nico LaCastro, Kale LaVisca, were both on the lead card. Um, Reed's favorite, Nico LaCastro, did take the dub. Oh, they didn't know. I uh, go by the name of Nico LaCastro. <laughs> he was just trying to fit that in. If you guys haven't seen it, man, uh, Nico kind of imploded there for a little bit. He had about five holes, and Kale just kind of chipped away, chipped away. Goes into the 17th hole. He's um, Nico is only up by a stroke um, and nearly throws it OB. It skips off the sidewalk, it back into inbounds. Has a terrible upshot, but he puts it within 77 feet um, for a birdie look. Kale is within 20. And what you'd think is a layup on a windy day, he and he puts it and it buries it, dude. Yeah. Nerves of steel, man. I, I literally yelled when I watched that live. I. I Brought goosebumps. That was nasty. That being yeah. said, though, I think the uh, I would say the epitome of great Nicola Castro golf is the front nine, like the first six holes. I think he went six for six or seven for seven. It was just pure shot and good putt from Nico every single hole. And if he could play like that for the rest of the year, man, you're gonna see a lot of good Nico moments. And honestly, after watching that, Nico is so fun to watch. 
I know he like he's the long player. He's the the rage guy, whatever. But when he's playing, he's doing good. He is such a fun disc golfer to watch. Dude, the super flexy Nikola Castro, bro. He flexes everything. It's so pretty in the air. Yeah, it's it's a thing of beauty. His putts, his putt game has gotten a lot stronger. Um, I think part of Nico's problem is he overthinks. I think he could do so 100%. many things, and he overthinks it. I do find it funny whenever watching Jomez coverage, like the re- the redo, they always cut some of his putting. Yeah. So like you could just see it cut because it's terrible because he takes fucking forever. But, but also when people say, um, people like I've I've heard it from many different pros when they're on commentary saying that Nico Castro is the best practice putter in the world. Apparently he just doesn't miss when he practice putting and then something just switches when he's in the game time. So but yeah, also Kayla Visca, uh Minnesota own. Um he's also smooth as silk, dude. That dude's can shape a lot of things. Um throws the upshot great. Um but then you have the two young guns. Would you like to hit that? Well wait, who are you who are you talking zoom? about young guns? I was talking about how about the fifteen-year-old? Okay, yeah, wait. Who's your other one now? Uh, the other one that was on the lead card. Yeah, Gavin. Oh, okay. The greatest mustache ever. Okay, okay. I thought you were gonna go. With, I thought you were gonna go with Bradley Williams. I'm like, that guy's not. No, young. that guy is definitely not young. That guy's like thirty-six yeah. or something. Well, that's why. Like that, that, that's bro. why I was confused. I thought you were talking about Gavin and Bradley Williams. Like, All right, no. man. But while we're gonna get into Bradley Williams, while you mention it, that guy should be fucking doing commentary. That dude is the friendliest dude on the golf course. If you haven't listened to his mic, he's rooting every shot. Everybody's throw, everyone's shot. He's rooting for it. I saw and a lot of comments saying every. that they that was annoying people though. Really, man? Oh yeah. man, I don't know how you can get annoyed with that. I, I think you in fact said that would annoy you in one of our dream partner segments. I'm not gonna lie. Me? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I, I can see yeah. it. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but also he the other thing. for I, you, man. I hit a tree. I'm like, oh man, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have one other thing that I've written down about Bradley Williams as well, and I want to see. Did you did you notice anything when he was playing the entire time? No. He was the only player that I saw. Oh, I know. Wear a mask yeah, yeah. the entire <laughs> the time. One. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. As soon as you started, I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna say that shit. Yeah, respect. Well, I mean, all Texas, time. Texas, you don't have to wear any masks. Oh, Texas, you don't have that. Yeah. yeah. So, no. Texas. I wish I could have saw other players at least pull it up sometimes. Like, but he wore it every time he threw, every time he was walking. He never took that bitch off. So, I thought it was cool to see, I think. But also to talk about Gannon Burr. I've been following this kid on Instagram for a while, too. Uh, so, I've been see- seeing this kid play since he was, like, 13. And I think he was he's the youngest ever 1,000-rated player at 14 years old. And... This is where I think he is going to be the future of disc golf. I think if he, I mean he's 15 years old, he's 10, 17 rated. He took 11th at this big tournament. He can't even fucking drive to the tournament yet. <laughs> he had his mom drop him off with his little lunchbox, and he's still crushing it. And even like with he his was goldfish and he, fucking he was, lunchables. <laughs> he was one stroke away from taking like fifth too. So it's like, damn, he's right there, and he's so young, has time to learn. He's one of the best putters I've ever seen too. I see him practicing like he practices from sixty feet and just drains them. He's just and he bombs like for I don't know. He has like the the classic like eagle kind of body build too, like kind of tall, skinny, but just can bomb. He's sponsored man, by Prodigy too, so. I will say that that his disc just seems like he throws effortlessly and the disc just keeps going. Yeah. Like it almost looks like he's throwing like a mid and it's just bombing. Like as far as like just out coming out of his hand, it just keeps carrying and carrying and carrying. Um, no, he's definitely impressive. He did. He did have some spit outs and things of that nature. He was a little, little bit rough in the putting on the coverage that I was seeing. Um, but probably no, the home. Probably like the first time he's been on Jomez too. You know, there's probably people he looks up to and stuff like that. So you got to give him a little bit. Absolutely. No, that's that. And um, I I did enjoy him, but I also enjoyed Gavin a lot. Like I said, the best dash in disc golf. Um, <laughs> even dude, better than Kevin Jones, bro. Yeah, even better than Kevin Jones. I'll go out and say it. I got no shame in the game. Um, and you know what I mean? He did have a rough final round. I'm not going to lie that, but he was in lead card when the weather was brutal. Came out of that first day on the lead, um, and he really impressed. I think he's an up-and-coming talent. Um, that might For be sure. just because he's regional, and I'm a fan of that. Um, but he really impressed me on 
much of the coverage. I think he, you know, some of this, some of what these disc golfers are doing, you know, you have these Joe Mezzan products like that, and this is about building their brand. And I think he had an impressive showing while he was on Joe Mez on the cards that he was on, in my opinion. And he showed out. Um, so I'm wishing him the best of luck. I think he's going up. He's Disc Mania, right? I think. Yes, he's Disc Mania, and he's also sponsored by Canyons or Delwood. So that's like his home home course. He, well, he said he's like from Oswego. So, but um, it was also very interesting. He seems like he, he definitely has an athletic background. He talked about playing, I know wrestling, baseball. I think he said football, but I can't remember. And I thought it was very interesting. We all, all three of us have wrestling background that he attributed more of his throwing ability to wrestling than he did baseball. And usually you hear a lot of people saying that they've learned more to like throwing mechanics from like throwing baseball. But he talked more about being able to uh, utilize his whole body into every single shot. Never heard that before. And I, I don't know. I, I've never thought about it that way, but very interesting to think about. Definitely baseball definitely did not help my my frisbee golf. <laughs> I, it's it's totally different way of throwing. Okay. You also throw sidearm though. Okay. I could throw baseball. I, I, I could side. I could usually pitch side us, usually people attribute it to more batting than throwing. Uh, Ooh. Hips. Oh, yeah. it's all in the hips. I see Another that, but I could see I could see the body control part of the aspect of it. You know what I mean? As far as that your base, you know what I mean, with his yeah. legs. I could see that. I could see yeah. that with wrestling a lot because you're, you're, it is about stability and holding the proper base and balance. Damn. So. Another young gun that I, I preach a lot about um, on the podcast, of course, is Kyle Klein does have two top ten finishes this year so far. Boom. This mania, man, getting them young. Look at yeah. that. Nice. And then lastly, I this is what <laughs> this is the other segment. Read. I am going to talk a little bit about Brody right here. So Woo! there you go. There you go. I knew uh, it. Brody. So far, three tournaments he's played, he's played every single one. LVC, Memorial, and Waco. His finishes have been 25, 23rd, and 47th place. I Damn. will say he his, his form is looking smoother. I'd say at first it was kind of looking like going through the motions. Kind of just like anyone who play, like picks up a sport, you know, they kind of like need – it just looks – I don't know. doesn't look clean. I think he's looking a little bit cleaner now. Um, his circle one putting percentage is looking at only 77%, and – that's 84th place on the whole tour, and that's supposed to be his Oof. his bread and butter. That's supposed to be what makes him a game changer. So either that's going to have to improve, and maybe that else we'll see him uh, higher up. But I don't know. And looking right now, he is placed 41st in the tour rankings. So I know. I kind of wish there was like a stat for like outliers on those percentages. Because man, what if you're like you could be in circle one and be behind a tree and have That's no true. look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they should have like an outlier stat or something like that. Or what about you're also going to, that percentage is going to drop if you're laying up for a win. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You're going in for That's a true. dub yeah, and you're laying up and it's going to drop. Brody's not like laying that. up for a win. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Brody's not laying up for a win. I'm sorry. Brody's going to let everybody know he's on the whole winning. So, but good for Full He has improved. I will say his form has, from what I've seen, is is pretty impressive. Um, but, yeah, you're absolutely right. You, you, can't, you can't be up there with that percentage. Um, and if he's getting some of those finishes with that, some of those lower percentages, that will certainly kind of help that process along as it moves up. But I wish him the best of luck. Keep pumping out those discs and getting those fans. <laughs> get freaky zone. Get, get freaky. Get, get freaky. Freak. Dark horse. What else does he say? Dark horse. <laughs> Make moves. Make moves. Make moves. Make moves. Oh, Brody. Oh, Brody. Jefferson just doesn't like any, his hot any, takes. Anytime he wants. Anytime he wants to come on the podcast. Anytime he want that smoke. Oh. <laughs> oh, just wait. <laughs> Disc golf Jesus is here for you. I am. All right. Well, do you want to intro your new segment? Uh, yes, our segment that we kind of have to go with the stats that have already kind of happened now that we've recapped everything. I'm gonna, yep, that one. That's, that's that one. Okay. Um, guys, we have a new segment on our first episode of the season. We kind of did a predictions of just single predictions of who we thought would be a winner. Um, we're kind of expanding that. We're going to call this segment the Tour Takedown with our WWF theme today. Um, and essentially the rules go as follows. Um, there's going to be three members on everybody's team that is going to be picked by draft style. The draft is the, basically the results from the previous week. So if you win, you're going to get the last pick. So I'll be drafting first a lot. <laughs> so you'll be drafting first a lot. Um, 
Then, um, as far as that, so you are able to have one player from your previous team and only one. You're not allowed to exceed that. And the only other rule is you have to pick some player um, that was outside the last top ten of the last tournament. So kind of like an underdog ass. And then the lowest score um, wins the day. It wins that tournament in this week. So in the first week for the LVC, Jay picked um, who was yours? You had Heinberg, right? That first no. week. No, I had Ricky. You had Ricky, Ricky Dickerson, and no, no, no. I'm talking in the LVC. You had Heinberg. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. so it, it started in the that. LVC. Jefferson had Heinberg. Um, I think Reed had Macbeth, and I believe I had Ricky. So this last um, for this last week of the order went as follows: Reed, Quinn, um, Jefferson, and our teams. Reed had who would you go with? Reed, Eagle. Eagle, yeah. Heimberg really about Eagle. and uh, Conrad. He had Eagle, Heimberg, Conrad. Um, my team I rocked with was Paul McBeth, um, and then I had Paul Uliberry and Ezra. And Jefferson, I forgot yours. You had I had Ricky Dickerson and Kevin Jones. It doesn't matter because Quinn got the dub anyways. So now the score is even he one didn't do one. That was so bad. <laughs> I, I'm I'm so disgraced on that. that was <laughs> I thought Reed was gonna do it, no, but anyways. So the record goes as follows: Reed is zero with zero wins, um, <coughs> and Jefferson and I both have one dub. So the draft order next tournament, which is Jonesboro, I think. Yes, which is not till like mid-April. <laughs> Mid-April, it's gonna be a minute. Um, but it would go Reed, Jefferson, Quinn. So right now, Reed is on the clock for the tournament or tour takedown series. I'm excited for it. It's kind of awkward talking about it in a recap, but <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Jay. I was gonna say <laughs> Kevin Jones fucked me. Kevin Jones, dude, <laughs> Eagle <laughs> fucked me. Eagle <laughs> shot like a plus two. But like, what, what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah, Absolutely fuck. nothing. Heimberg <laughs> fucking did well. I don't know what Conrad did because I don't really give a fuck. After he was at the bottom too. I think Heimberg, uh, was it, is it Heimberg or Macbeth that's the point leader right now out of the Waco? I don't know, to be honest. Who gave the shit? It's fucking gone. Yeah. <laughs> fucking gone. It's fucking gone. So, I don't know if we're going to reference this. So, April 9th. Are we, we going to talk about that? Do you want to talk about that? Sounds like you're already talking about it. Yeah, okay. but it's already brought up. Right, it's well, been brought up, dude. Okay, well, I, well we could just... Stop talking about it and go down to another segment. You can't fucking lead into that and not say what uh, it is. Well, a April 9th, we're going to Kentucky. I don't know where we're going. We're just going to <laughs> we're Kentucky. We're going to go play Idlewild. Idlewild in Burlington, Kentucky, I believe it is. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Reed's going to actually pay for a course. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> He's really upset about it, but it's all for the podcast, is what he said, guys. So um, it's going to be exciting. I can't wait for it. Idlewild not hitting another course off the list, um, and it's just a random trip we decided to do. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be fun. You guys will hear about it from me, I'm sure. Oh yeah, there'll be content on content on content. Yeah, we should just do a podcast and like in the car on the way down. No, we tried that. Remember? Yeah, we, remember we, tried did that. <laughs> we did a podcast on the w- on the way home from fucking Joliet. Yeah, but it. now we all have microphones, so we can just hold them and talk like this and be oh, like, "Hello." No, we can't uh, do that. How are you guys doing? <laughs> can't do that. We can't do that. We are we are recording this podcast in the car. Quinn is driving with one hand and holding the mic, <laughs> and Quinn is like, "Yes, I am. Let's go." We are doing ninety on the freeway. <laughs> I drink. I drink a fifth of vodka. Dare me to drive? Oh my God! Reed, <laughs> Reed had a solo act there for a moment. <laughs> 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 He's on the sauce. <laughs> I, I, I think it doesn't help that I have a little picture of me, so I get to look at myself instead of oh one of the people. He's getting amped by looking at himself. Well, I can't believe he said that out loud. Nice. I dig it. Reed's a narcissist. Huh? I was about to say that too. A tad. All right, let's let's head but off to. But if you're to not, then you okay. then you're a terrible person. <laughs> Fuck all right. you, man! If I get a chance to talk, fucking, it can't be all be about disc golf. <laughs> people listen, people listen to this shit for me, man. <laughs> Nobody comes. All right, 100%. let's head off to Dream Doubles, Reed's favorite segment. <laughs> Woo! 
for the three in attendance and the hundred listening at home. Let's get ready for the drink of balls! The champ is here! The champ is here! Hey guys, it's WWF Dream Doubles, where we pick the worst, the best, and who we want to beat. And we've decided to do the World Wrestling Federation or the World Wrestling Entertainment, depending on when you listened or watched it. So, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) So, uh, who wants to start off with uh, the worst partner? Do you want to be Jefferson? (laughs) Jefferson's shaking his head. Didn't know what to do. Jefferson. (laughs) (laughs) Who is? You don't want it. You don't want it. (laughs) You don't want it. (laughs) All right, I'll start. Let's go. Man, I know I'm going to get a ton of shit for this first off and foremost, but it needs to be done. Macho Man Randy Savage would be the worst disc golf partner. First, our doubles team would look like a fucking joke. This dude would show up with a flamboyant fucking neon 10-gallon hat on with his Miss Elizabeth wife fucking wanting to caddy. She would be in a fucking Vanna White sequin dress with full heels on, rocking a fucking eagle backpack. Yeah, I went there. (laughs) Second... This fuck was a fucking clown. Who you're wants thinking of Doink? Huh? I think you're thinking of Doink. Doink no, was the clown. I'm not thinking of Doink. Oh, are you sure? No, no, no. Damn. This guy is a worse, more jo- yoked, juiced out Kool-Aid man who smokes two 10 packs of cigarettes a day. Oh, yeah. And finally, the last fucking thing I want to do is snap into a salted, mechanically separated mystery meat stick. Let alone hear this dude telling me that the fucking every two holes to snap into a fucking Slim Jim. Macho Man, the worst WWF doubles partner. Fuck you, I'm out. He, he, <laughs> he also uh, allegedly fooled around with Stephanie McMahon. Fun fact. Allegedly. Reed's going to do like a history of every person. Everyone. Not every yeah. person. He knows Everyone. all the fun facts. Yes. Yeah. Reed's, Reed's the goat. Uh, Macho WWF. Man, before my time, I don't know. I always thought Macho Man was just a broke-ass Hulk Hogan. So I always thought that. He was, he was a rival. I know. How can he be a broke-ass with him but a rival? That's fine. Uh, Jefferson, do you want to go or do you want me to go? I can go. All right, cool. Worst partner. Who's your worst partner? All right, my worst disc golf double partner is Hornswoggle, the forgotten leprechaun no one wants on their team. There's a reason he's shoved underneath the ring out of everyone's eyes. Not only that, but his dad didn't even want him. But I'll also have to be looking over my shoulder to make sure he's not kicking my disc out in the woods or just grabbing and running with some other fucker's disc. Hornswoggle, the worst. That's a solid one. Way to I, go, Jay. I I love how you changed it because I gave you so much shit last <laughs> you time. Gave so much shit. That's why you prepared should... last time. Because <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, oh, some bullshit old man as his dad. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Respect the Hall of Famer. I, I know. Reed went to that. Yeah, that, that was awesome. <laughs> um, no, I said I I actually liked. You want to know what? Mine was uh. Hornswoggle's dad at one point as well. My worst disc golf fa- partner. He has another dad. Yeah, he had How another many dads dad. Did he have? Well, he had one dad. This this was a rumor at one point in time. Uh his father was at one point in time Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You want to know what? You would have no chance if he was your partner. You would have no chance in hell. That's what I said. No chance. This fucking steroid up 75-year-old man fucking can't throw a frisbee because his arms are too fucking big. He is all around just a terrible person. He, like, every single thing has to run through him for that company. He, at one point in time, made made a female wrestler strip for him. He has also been known to make a wrestler or two kiss his ass. Literally kiss his ass. He dropped the N-bomb. 
but nobody remembers that. He dropped the N-bomb on fucking live TV. Holy shit. Yeah. And you want to know what's worse about it? One of his African-American wrestlers was cut to after him dropping the F-bomb and just going, damn. damn. Fucking that. Damn, to be owner of a company and allowing yourself to do something like that? Fuck, man. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Everything goes through Vince. It's and like the stories you hear, like I, I wanted to do my research. Like he started fights with Kofi Kingston and Kurt Angle. Fucking would shoot du- shoots double leg takedowns on just random wrestlers at random <laughs> points in time. I don't know how you brought up Vince McMahon. And you didn't bring up the XFL. Oh yeah, and also he, he's gonna be a terrible partner. He just runs shit into the ground. XFL <laughs> not just once but twice. <laughs> no fair catching in the XFL. <laughs> he is just like a. He is basically Donald Trump, just not just not with the with the same stage. Actually, he is fucking Donald Trump. He loves to say you're fired. <laughs> fucking does. actually, he did lose his hair to Donald Trump in a wrestling match. They didn't wrestle. They they picked two guys to wrestle, but <laughs> but he lost his hair. This motherfucker is also worth two hundred two point one billion dollars. That motherfucker doesn't want to go out on frisbee golf course. He would be the worst partner. <laughs> I love, like, oh, fuck, fuck Vince McMahon. I hate him. <laughs> and I can't wait till he leaves the company and Triple H gets to run that bitch into the ground. Because it's from, it has dropped off from <laughs> the Attitude Era and Triple H doesn't know how to run a business. Fuck that. Fuck Vince <sighs> Reed it. sounds like the old man who, like, doesn't understand new music. This motherfucker also only sleeps two hours a day And he hates sneezing To the effect of if he sneezes He gets pissed off at himself Hey, I'll tell you why The only way you're sleeping two hours a day And you have problems sneezing Is if you do a lot of blow I'm putting the puzzle pieces back together. Evidently, nobody else is. That dude's doing <laughs> shit tons of blow. <laughs> there you go. Oh, he and just to let you know, I don't think any of your oh Macho Man ran won plenty of World Wrestling Federation, but Vince McMahon also won the World Wrestling Federation. He controls the company. He's like, you want to know what? Give me the belt. You want to know what else he also got to win? The fucking Royal Rumble. He's like, you want to know what? Damn. G- give me that too. He's like, he's like, he's like, let's do this. I, I run this bitch. That's like fucking having the rickets. Hitman heart, bro. How do you not bring that shit up? Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, Malter out school job. I'm not gonna bring that up. But it's like rickets going out, be like, you want to know what? I'm gonna pitch the ninth inning. Let me just do this. I got, I got this. this. I got this. I'm sorry. I like poking the bear. I just keep feeling it. Fucking Vince McMahon, man. Oh. All right. And we're going to cut off, Reed. Moving on to beat. Jay, who is your WWF beat? My beat is the only man to be pushed more than John Cena, the one who ended the infamous streak, Brock Lesnar. He's done, no, he's dominated everything that is to do, and to beat him would just be the fucking, the top thing you could do in the company. Just look at all he's done. Beat the streak. Beat John Cena. Mm-hmm. Every fucking time, basically. He's beat almost every kind of iconic member. And just to do that, you were going to be respected and toward just be looked at as one of the top guys. So I want to be doing that on the disc golf course. And not just that, I want to rub it in his fucking face. Because I want to see this dude be more lit than Nico Castro. He would get awfully angry. He'd hit a tree. Oh, also, he national champ wrestling. Like kids. Yeah. Also, a fucking UFC champ, heavyweight yeah, UFC, yeah, champ. UFC champ. He also yes. lost to Goldberg in like a minute and a half. Hey, Just bring the that best up. of us. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. Um, Brock Lesnar's a pretty good beat. Uh, Paul Heyman boy. <laughs> I know I called you Paul Bearer last time. I meant to call you Paul Heyman, but Paul Bearer made it ten times better. I'm so happy that happened. <laughs> that, 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 like I want to bring that up in the podcast so they realize it. I meant to call you Paul Heyman, called you Paul Bearer. Thought it was awesome. Nice. That's funny. There you go. Right. Anyways, I'm, I'm going, gonna go with. Oh, the, you cut me off. But go. go. No, you go. You hyped All it. Right. Damn. <clears throat> I'm going. My beat has not only won the hardcore title. 
has not only won the European title, has not only won the Intercontinental title, he's also tag team champion, one King of the Ring, Hall of Famer, and WWE champ four times. And he won a Olympic gold medal. He is the only Olympic gold medal ever to fight in the WWE. I'm not talking Mark Henry because he only got silver. I'm talking about Kurt Angle. Um, it's true. It's true. I'm going with Kurt Angle. Um, I never liked him as a character. He was always kind of too not too good for me. Blah blah blah. Um, he's also a racist, and that's why I mainly want to beat him because he has all this clout and he's just a terrible person. At, if you do not know, after he won the Olympic gold medal, he said he smelled like an Iraqi for a week, I believe. Yeah, he's a terrible person. I, And he's viewed really well in wrestling, in like WWE, TNA. And I know why, because he, he won the Olympic gold, and you can sell that. And But I don't like Kurt Angle. Never did. I think that's nice. all I have on him. Kurt. That's a solid pick. The guy is kind of a prick. But yeah. I never watched him in WWE. I didn't watch much. I'm going to go with my beats. Man, there are so many wrestlers that I was thinking of here, and this is a little bit difficult. That, that's going to go out on an understatement. But I kept on thinking, you know, who would be the perfect opponent to beat? This wrestler would show up with the most perfect blonde, juicy, wet locks. He would have a superbly perfect form all day. All his shots would just be perfect, laced, smooth, butter. He definitely would be perfect within circle one putts. This man is a perfect athletic specimen. He showed Wade Boggs how to hit the perfect swing. He showed his excellence in billiards and football. You can't tell me. He wouldn't be trouble on the course. He makes no mistakes. He has no blemishes, no flaws. And from head to toe, he's absolutely perfect. Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect, is my beat. Mr. Hall of Famer also. <laughs> Reed, never, Reed still doesn't like that answer. I don't. Uh, I mean, I see why he's perfect, yada, yada, yada. Um, he's perfect. He is his name. Perfect. I know. I name. know. Scott Steiner's better. Scott Steiner. <laughs> Big Papa Pump is your hookup. Was he in WWF? I don't think he so. was oh, for a little bit. Buff Bagwell. He was in WWF for a match. Buff Bagwell. Um. Yeah. I like fucking Mr. Perfect. I I think I've I've won both of them so far. <laughs> okay. You Vincent Kennedy McMahon <laughs> is the worst. You gotta go. I'll give you that's a solid. That was yeah, Reed re went on for like a fifteen minutes yeah, monologue for that yeah, shit. Yeah, man, I can't even uh, fucking argue that. That's so, it's so good right. you brought it up again. I know. So <laughs> sh 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 should I start off with the best? Yeah, let's start it go off, man. It. This is your show. <laughs> All I right, it. I got. I guess I'll start off. <laughs> um, so when I was going through this, I didn't want to be upstage. I can't pick Hogan. I can't pick The Rock, Triple H. Andre the Giant just would look weird. Like the frisbee would look like minis. I, I don't think that was gonna work out. Um, can't pick my favorite wrestlers because they didn't do anything in the WWE. Raven won twenty six hardcore titles, but that was during twenty four seven, and he wasn't really pushed like I am. I like my Matt Hardy's uh, broken, not woken, so I can't do him. They didn't even push him that hard. So I went with my favorite wrestler. The biggest hype man in the world. Because if you all don't know, I am a hype man. I I I am the fucking rah-rah. I'm fucking the guy in the back. Be like, woo! I am that. So I always wanted one. So, oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. You damn right. I'm going with Road Dog Jesse James. If it was uh, with Jeff Jarrett, he was his manager, hyped him up. And then he left him, joined Billy Gunn, won the tag team titles, New Age Outlaws, greatest tag team ever, Hall of Famer. He's the Intercontinental Hardcore Titus, six-time tag team. He, he worked with Kate Quick or R-Truth now. Fucking did a tag team with him. Did a fucking tag team with X-Pac. His entourage consists of all those guys hanging out with Triple H, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. So it would always be a party with this guy. This guy's gotten busted numerous times, kicked out of fucking... 
kicked out of wrestling for trying to go over the border with weed, always fucking messing up. He's a jokester. He would be awesome to be on the course with. And he looks like a motherfucker that only so only throws sidearm. So I think it'd be fun just to be two sidearm guys throwing around. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Road Dog Jesse James. Road Dog, fucking the best partner, hype man, do anything to for the team, lie, cheat, steal, <coughs> fucking my best partner, Road Dog. All right, Jay, you're up. All right, my best disc golf. WWF wrestler is going was voted the greatest wrestler of all time in 2013. The greatest streak in professional wrestling at 21 wins at WrestleMania. The Undertaker would be the best because he knows what needs to be done to win. For fuck's sake, the man literally came back to life to ensure half of his wins. And <clears throat> if you don't want that on your team, you're just playing wrong. Ken Kaimo. Paul McBeth frosted tips with diamond earrings mashed together. Don't touch Undertaker. He is the best. Does Undertaker go to the course in jeans or like the leather chaps? Which I imagine him in like his full like purple outfit, like when he was in that. Oh, with like the fucking like big trench coat too. All right, looking like he's ready, guys. I'm about to flip this bitch. Um, Undertaker Kane. Does everything Undertaker does better? <laughs> who who's a better fucking dead man, Kane or the Undertaker? Fucking Kane's a more scarier fucking dead man. Who's a better fucking dope ass fucking Harley guy? Kane's a better. Who's a better person? Kane's a fucking mayor now. Kane does Undertaker better than Undertaker does Undertaker. The only reason Undertaker was pushed because <laughs> Kane they they didn't want Kane to be pushed because Kane was too scary. Fuck that. That's crazy, Undertaker. bro. That, that's crazy. But you know who was pushed? And you know who was 21 and 0 at one time? Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah. And now yeah. fucking Kane, he's like runs for some of like elections and shit. Yeah, and yeah. won. He was like a raw no, GM. Like what the fuck is that bullshit? Fucking call him a no. dead ad, man. What the fuck? Now, that now, shit? now he's the mayor. Now he's that's the mayor. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Awesome. Fucking fuck the Undertaker. All right, I'm man. sorry. Fuck. I don't. Read, read, read that shit that came with a warning. Do you want to know what else? You want to know what something else? I don't Undertaker should have been a beat. I don't think he's a good partner. I don't think he works well. I believe he's won a couple tag team titles with his brother, with some with some other guys. But I just don't think he's a good partner. He cares more about himself than about the team. I'm sorry. I don't think Undertaker's a good best partner. Right. Should have been a beat. Should have chose a better best partner. <laughs> Shit. I, I would have been more happy with your Undertaker being your beat than your fucking Brock Lesnar being your beat. <laughs> Ass hat. All right, man. Fuck, Reed. All right. Anyways, I'm going to go to a lighter Wait, so, note. So who, I'm going to a lighter who, hold note. Hold on, Quinn. Who's your partner? Who's huh? your best partner? I'm, gonna, I'm trying to get into it oh, before, you cut, before you cut me off. That's what I was trying to get into. I was trying to like change the mood, brighten yeah. up this subject right. with my bright character, on mm. who would be the best. Let me lay out the drip of my partner stepping and repping right out of the limousine with his gaiters on and a big ass fur trench coat. Half in the bag already before he even hits the course with a beer in his hand screaming to be the man. You got to beat the man. Not the greatest of disc golf choices, but the nature boy Ric Flair is easily the best disc golf partner. Nature Boy, first off, would be the life of the party, but also the right amount of dick. Either way, he's going to throw off your competition with either one of those sides. But by far, the best reason is his signature. Woo! You got it. Both for pain and joy, it will inflict. Hit a birdie. Woo! Pure drive. Woo! Nail comeback. Woo! Opponent goes OB. Woo! It's great for all occasions. Hit a tree. Woo! Bogey. Woo! Throw it in the drink. Woo! <laughs> Ric Flair, the greatest disc golf partner. Woo! Um. So when you throw a disc in the water and he goes, woo! 
woo, you're not going to be pissed. Or your opponent. Yeah, I will be less pissed if I hear that woo. Absolutely. If he does it for the whole route, you're absolutely. Write that down. No, 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 no. Hear me out. First of which, the dude's a professional. Second of which, if he did it the whole round, I would fucking laugh no matter what happened. Part of me would like just purposely fuck up to hear him say woo. Like <laughs> you're gonna forget great. this and you're gonna throw in the water. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> nah, that, you're gonna throw out a random woo. Yep, <laughs> like, I'm talking. This dude's gonna do it all day. That'll be funny. You Man. throw a random woo. I might fucking Jefferson. You wanna know what? You. I'm surprised you didn't go with the Miz. Cause you wanna know why? The Miz is awesome. <laughs> I thought you would go with the Miz. You kind of seem like a Miz type kind of guy. <laughs> I feel like you just wanted to say that joke. <laughs> Both. Well, no, I honestly think you would like. Like you look like a fan of the Miz. I don't like the Miz. And you want to know what? When we were talking, when we were talking, you want to know what? I'm gonna bring it up because we didn't do it this segment. But I want to talk about one of his. I want to talk about his group. So we were gonna do a ta- We were gonna do the tag team, but we decided not to. And Jefferson threw out a fucking tag team. What was the first tag team you threw out? Do you remember? The one that I picked? No, the very first one. You didn't pick this one, but the very first one you threw out. Do you remember what it was? Mm. I'm guessing no. Like, rated yeah, rated RKO. RKO. Yeah. Rated RKO. Which I thought was a fucking dope ass pick. And I thought that was really off the wall. And I was really stoked that you said it. Because I fucking hate Edge. Because Edge is a terrible person. <laughs> but that's what's Is he actually? Well, he, he uh, broke up Matt Hardy and Lita. Like, that legitly happened. Lita cheated on Matt Hardy with Edge. That really happened, both in, in WWE. And they and did a segment on it, And too? in real life, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fuck it's Vince awesome. McMahon's a Vince dick. McMahon doesn't give a <laughs> fuck, man. That's why he's the worst partner. Yeah, man, you got shit on so contract, balls. man, I guess. No, oh. Nobody's on contract. They are all fucking just independent players. <laughs> it's what's fucking stupid about it. It's so awesome. He's such a fucking genius. He's a terrible person. Vince McMahon, terrible person. Just, just remember that. All right, man. Reed's going to have an aneurysm. Be, be, Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's takes move me on. out. Vince McMahon's a terrible person. <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, shit. It's so big. This week, we ended up reviewing the Aztec from Infinite Discs in what plastic? C-Blend? S-Blend? I got the S-Blend. Yes. S-Blend. I also have, I have G-S-Blend here, and it's a little bit lighter. He has a speed of 10, glide of 5, negative 1 turn, and 2 fade. This is a more of a stable driver recommended for everyone's skill level. I think that this disc is uh, a perfect disc for kind of stepping up from a fairway driver to your very first distance driver. But before we talk about that, Reed, how did it feel for your sidearm grip? Um, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, 10 throws, everybody knows the rules. 10 throws, let's cover those rules. 10 um, throws. Some Annie, some Heisers, some other ship. Flat. Some some full Flat, on bomb. Full power. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it when I after I did my ten throws and everybody knew the rules. I I enjoyed it. Everybody doesn't know the rules because we didn't cover it. But we yeah. did. <laughs> I love it. We are, we already covered it. Five like two whatever. Yeah okay fuck it. We we covered it. All right. But I I loved it and then I loved it even more when I took it out on the course and I actually threw it even more now, and I enjoyed it. It was. It's a great frisbee. It does what I want. It's really. I'm actually probably gonna trade out the other one for it. The last one before that, whatever we did. I think it was the lift. Yeah, the, the lift, lift from and yeah. um, or from Act Streamline. Yeah. Streamline, yes. I think I'm gonna trade that one out for it. It was awesome. I, it was really good. I really. I enjoyed was. It. Yeah, I was pretty impressed with the plastic on the feel of the pra- plastic first and foremost. Um, the mold's solid. Infinite knows what they're doing in their disc. They really do. Um, it was fairly stable for me. Um, I think you may have a little bit less of results with it. You said G-Star and lighter weight. We had a max on ours. Um, it was cold, so that plastic was a little bit stiffer also. But um, great feel in the hand. I will say it was it was still definitely understable more than stable in my opinion. Um, it was kind of... It was good. I, you know, I mean, like you said, Jay, it was a great starter disc or a, an <coughs> entry into that um, low-level distance drivers, um, and it flew great. I, I don't think it would do enough, um, give me enough options that some of my other discs that are in that same speed. You know, what I mean, um, I can do a little bit more um, 
options. I can't wait for the next disc we're going to review or coming out because that one's really already in my bag and I've been throwing it. <laughs> so, um, But anyways, uh, these guys will hate it. But yeah, it was a fairly good disc. It wouldn't be in my bag, but it was a solid disc. I would recommend it. I wouldn't mind um, letting my buddy throw it in around, you know what I mean, if you wanted to try it. So overall solid for me. Yeah, I... I think Infinite Disc is just doing something right. I love a lo almost every disc I've thrown from them. It has been pretty solid. The Aztec for me, like I said, it's from that in-between fairway to distance driver position. So it's going to be good for all the new beginners. So if you're looking for that kind of max distance driver, I think the Aztec would be perfect for that. That being said, that's not a disc that is really kind of suits my play or my bag at all. So it's not something that I'm going to bag or not. Yeah, I guess the slider knotted. I'm going to knot it. Um too understable for me the only thing i could see myself doing with this is kind of rollers like i said i had a, a little bit of a lighter one gsr plastic so mine might have been a little bit more flippy but i was just getting everything to turn right away couldn't get anything to come back and i just have to really kind of hold up on it but overall i could see this disc working for a lot of new beginner throwers no that's quality i want to try more of their molds i really do nice and moving on to Putting puzzlers. I want to do the Scooby Doo one thing. Huh? I want to do the Scooby Doo one thing. <laughs> All right, Reed. Let's let's hear it. Read it. Let's hear it. Read. Let's I got, hear your I, got, I got an easy one. I got I got a short, sweet. Favorite season to disc golf in. Ah, favorite season. Go yeah, ahead, Jay. Saw that one coming. No. No, it's your favorite <laughs> season disc golfing. I'm gonna go summer. Just like summer, any time in the summer. Yeah, man, uh, give us like at least like a give it kind of give us a date range. Let's let's hear it. Um, I'm gonna go like the end of uh, basically like towards like the end of August. I would say it's like kind of cooling down a little bit, but still, you know, perfect. Like not complaining about like. Now, it's usually not too windy, usually not too cold or anything like that. It's still, like, the perfect temperature around, like, the 70s to, like, lower 70s to, like, low 80s, I would say. Like, that range. Yeah. Nice. So, you're going late summer. Yeah. Yeah, and we're not hitting, like, 4th of July hundos. Not when it's, like, <laughs> yeah, let's say, yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I'm going to go with, I'm just going to go a little bit after years. I'm going to go that early fall. Um, I'd probably put it. Like when you kind of have those Indian summer days where all of a sudden it like kicks up to a beautiful day. Um, that's probably my favorite before like the leaves kind of change color and fall. So they're changed, but they haven't fallen yet. And you can't find your fucking disc. But other than that, man, fall is by far the best in my opinion. Let's hear it, Red. How about you? You came up with it. Oh, uh, my favorite day, favorite time is April 20th. That's my favorite day to frisbee <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, didn't yeah, <laughs> set it up. Uh, my favorite. I I do like the fall, the cooler weather. You wanna know what? Anytime besides the winter. How about that, guys? I'm down to frisbee golf anytime besides when there's snow on the ground. And I'd rather not wear shoes. If if that if if I can choose time and not wear shoes, I'm gonna choose that time and not wear shoes. There you Man, go. We did we did get a lot of play this winter though it wasn't a bad winter for no, disc golf yeah. wise though i will say that uh all right guys okay. i got i got another one Ooh, reed's coming with it uh okay you have to have a putt for your life or your left testicle whichever one you want to choose i don't care <laughs> um you have to putt for your life but you can't use any putter that is in your bag what putter are you guys gonna grab and choose I'm going to go with the Discomania P2 because that's just something that I've also used a lot of my time before yeah. I switched to the bangers. Yeah. So. That, that, you're not going to go with the Firefly? Isn't that what you, you did rock a Firefly it's for the same a thing. It's the same <laughs> same disc, basically. So no. P2s are easier P2. to get. Uh, I am going to go with the... I'm going to go because I made up and I'm going to go second. Sure. I'm going to go with the only... Putter I can remember throwing besides the voodoo, and that's the Colt. I threw a voodoo before the fire, and 
Brittany bought me a cult after the fire. So cult was, and then I got a voodoo after that. So the only putter I remember throwing besides the voodoo is the cult. So I'm going to go with cult. Nice. I'm going to use what you said. You do the voodoo. Um, I putted that for a good. We all putted with yeah, the voodoo. Yeah, a good minute. We all so did putt the voodoo at one point Great time. disc, man. I, I don't think I've thrown anything of gateways but a voodoo. <laughs> but that's all I needed to throw. But that's, that, that is by far like my, ever since I found it, I've only putted with that besides the fire. And that it's, I don't know what it is. I don't. I just don't think I can go back. I like the the gumminess, rubbiness of the Frisbee, the tackiness of it. I love everything about that Frisbee. Nice. I think that's why it was my favorite putter. I got one for you. Would you rather have a guy's night out on the town with McBeastie? That's Macbeth Reed for you who didn't know. Or Brody. Or as he's called on the streets, Brodeezy. <laughs> <laughs> can't just give Macbeth a nickname. You got to give them both a nickname. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <sighs> Make moves. What, what am I? <laughs> man's night on the town. So we're going gambling. We're going to do some methamphetamines. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I think if, if I'm going to do methamphetamines with any of them, I'm going to go with, ah, oh man. Fuck, that's hard. So I I I, th- I I I think we're all gonna pick the same person. I Maybe. Think w- I think we're all gonna pick the same person. Sure. I don't know yet. We you you're the only one talking. Okay. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> Jeff, d- does anybody have an answer? Quinn, you thought of the question. You have an answer. I dude, you just <laughs> went halfway through your answer and you just stopped. I will definitely go. Okay. I don't, I, have, I don't have an answer yet. I'm gonna go Paul Macbeth. First of all, the dude has fucking paper. He's got a ride. Um, he's the fucking goat. You know what I mean? I'd make him fucking leave his phone at home so we don't have to hear Hannah calling. That's it, man. Paul Macbeth. I bet you Paul Macbeth can throw down secretly. Straight edge, bro. Straight edge. Is he? He's like Tom Brady, isn't he? I think that's what I attribute Paul Macbeth to. I attribute Paul Macbeth to Tom Brady. Like, he kisses his uh, son on the mouth. And he... Like he he does he watches every fucking calorie and everything he sleeps in like a hyperbaric chamber he's that guy and I don't think that guy will be fun. Also, Brody fucking is a dick, and I don't think Brody would be fun. So I'm gonna go out on a limb and uh, Paul McBeth probably has more money, and I, I certainly has more. Yeah. yeah, and I'm gonna go with Paul. You don't know how lucrative. No, I don't know. Yeah, he's getting he got ten mil, but it's only a million per year. Yeah, but you don't know how lucrative yeah, fucking Brody. Brody. Yeah. Brody could be like huge in Japan and doing fucking uh, what? cooking and doing fucking Colgate commercials in Japan. You don't know. All right, Are you, you still have yet to answer. Can I we know. Hear an answer <laughs> I know I so because I'm still working out in my head. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Macbeth, so I give more time to read. I'm gonna go. Yeah, you want to know, you, you know what? I that's what I thought. I thought we were all gonna be picking Macbeth. And oh, I, I thought, thought you would have said we all would have picked. Brody. No, I I thought we were all gonna pick Matt Macbeth because fucking. Brett, uh, fucking JK hates Macbeth. Uh, hates fucking. I Brody. don't hate him. <laughs> you do. I don't um, hate him. Oh uh, yeah, I I think it's Macbeth. It's a close question. I think it's Macbeth, <laughs> and I think I think. All right, I'm gonna go back to. You bad. might have m- more fun with Brody, but Macbeth, you'll have. That's fine. I'll hang out with Macbeth at his fucking course. Smoking cigars. Glow, glow. We'll do a glow round. That's what we'll do as our hangout. We're going to throw a glow round on your coast. No, we already decided we were, we were going gambling and doing methamphetamines. That's that's your night out, bro. Oh, <laughs> you all are doing night out? Yes. Then, then I want my, my night out to be more fun. No. <laughs> Beth, we'll talk about it. Anyway. Just wait. I got another one. You're playing in a tournament. You're on the course. Would you rather have bad gas or cotton mouth and no nothing to drink? I think that's a stupid question, too. <laughs> well, I go with the other one, so I go Cottonmouth. Really? Doesn't bother me that much. As you're taking a selfie, so we can everyone can yeah. know that right now. Yeah, yeah I'm, ta- I'm taking it. I'm fucking putting it on Instagram. Right, I'm, I'm definitely going to go with I'll take the gas. I'll take the gas. Fuck I'll it. take the gas. 
On the, as, ga- as on long, the gas, you can always walk behind everybody. As long, like, oh, yeah, I, I want to tie my shoe. I gotta tie my shoe. Let me tie my shoe. As long as it doesn't rip. lead to fucking, <laughs> uh, fucking diarrhea. Yeah. Then that's yeah. As long or yeah, the Hershey squirts. Yeah, if you're not. Yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be rough. That'd be rough. All right. Uh, I decided see. that I go didn't ahead, want to Jay. go with the same puzzler, so I I can bring some new ones <laughs> for everyone. Oh, nice. Let's well, hear why, it. Well, why don't you? Pr- All right, cool. Let's do that. I like that. Because they're not hard to come take. up with, so I want to have uh, other conversations. Okay. All right. We're sticking with a WWF theme. Who Ooh. wins a disc golf Royal Rumble? Take that in real quick. Who wins a disc golf Royal Rumble? I think when we do this segment, we need to, like, whoever comes up with the question, they say their answer. Cause, like, I can say I my answer. I think I we have, like, a ton of I dead air while we're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean? My answer, I went, there's the easy answer, and you could go Ezra. But I decided, I think that Kevin Jones would win. I think he's uh, got, I think he's more he's athletic. Spunk. And I could see this motherfucker jumping off, like, top ropes, drop kicking people in the face, and just taking everyone down. Oh, man. So it's like a real Royal Rumble in the ring? That's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean, I, I kind of thought I was kind of envisioning like on the course. No, it's, it's like not necessarily like it's, yeah. It's I get over no. the top rope. All right, I apologize. I fucking I'm not the fighting. wrestling guy. All right, everybody throwing all the top rope. All right. So, um, man, question. Kevin Jones. Go. Do they uh, do they enter boxing. running at a time or do they start all in the ring at once? See, that's why I don't know, because then you're going to ask me fucking label them all 30 in a row. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I'm not saying that at Reed's all. Like, I, I just, every yeah, just want to know, know how, how it starts. Royal Rumble, <laughs> like everything they about come it. In, every they minute. come in once at a time. Okay, all right. Um, Royal Rumble, uh, who wins? Dude, I'm going to fucking go Nico. That dude's going to bite some fucking ankles and be a fucking psycho. That guy's going to go to his dark place. And he's gonna fucking wreck some shit. <laughs> I will definitely go Nico. Nico's not a bad pick. I'm gonna go with Philo. He is a high flyer. He is jumping off the top rope doing her Karanas. Motherfucking he's the one that uh gets thrown over the f- top rope but lands on the fucking table and rides the chair all the way and gets back in the fucking ring. He's like he is Kobe Kingston ask. Yes. Yes, he is that motherfucker. You you'll be able to throw him over the ropes, but it's gonna be hard for his hate feet to hit the bottom. No, fuck you. That's bigger than one percent. Anybody that re- fucking no, knows that, about wrestling? No, that's not what I was okay, referencing. Good. But don't worry about it. All right, I that kind of. Here we go. You made me think of a puzzler. Which pro disc golfer? It would be the first to use a chair. Um, like who's bringing Emerson. in a foreign object and Emerson fucking Key. some shit up? He needs the advantage. Uh, Garrett Gerthy. It's not a bad one. He's like a dirty <laughs> son of a bitch. Garrett Gerthy. He, yeah, he, yeah, he definitely. I think Heimberg. He's wiry. <laughs> and you want to know what? I want to be surprised, Garrett Gerthy, if he watched wrestling. Ah oh, man, I'm like sure. Garrett Gerthy, fucking. He looks uh, like a wrestling. Big dude. Germ, fucking Big Germ, probably really big into wrestling. I'm. He just has that like gives out that vibe. Jay, we're gonna answer your your one that I came up with the last one since you're calling out my repeats. Okay. Would you rather lose a thousand dollars or lose a thousand followers? Thousand dollars. Again. Good answer. Still says it for the fans. My fans are my family, bro. True, true. You got any other new ones? Let's hear some other new ones. Um. Well, I just I have one, but I now that I'm thinking of it, I'm gonna save it for a special episode. Oh, nice. Um, All right, here. Wait, I got one. Okay. He's got one. He's got one. He's got one. A frisbee you've wanted to try, but I don't have an answer yet. So sorry. No. Frisbee that you've wanted to try, but <laughs> you haven't yet. Um. Oh, man. Why can I not think of like any discs right now? Uh, the only thing that's coming to my mind right now is a stego. Um, I kind of want to throw that, even though you just let me try to throw the tilt, but I would still want to give the stego a shot. Oh, I want to throw um, the PD three. <laughs> Good answer. 
Yeah, I don't have an answer. I don't know. I just want to <laughs> just wanted to ask it. Don't know. Uh, I think I'd, I want to try some more Prodigy too. I, yeah, I don't have like bad. a T. Throw a letter and a number out there. I want to try it. It's from Prodigy. <laughs> All right. Does anyone have one last putting puzzler to wrap this up? Not unless you do. Well, I have one, but it's just not that. It's just not good. All right, cool. Um, let me see. Nope, I don't have one. Well, hopefully you enjoyed this episode of Kirby's Disc Golf World. If you did, make sure to rate and review this podcast. It definitely helps out. Does anyone else have any last tidbits they would like we to We can't always end with a bang. Sometimes we end with a fizzle. Man, Reed, you emotionally, like, just drained me with the, like, passion of the WWF segment. Well, you talk shit about and, that. You talk shit about the last and one, And Vince so. McMahon. And Vincent Kennedy. McMahon. Wait, yeah. hold on. Give me a hell yeah. Holler if you hear me. Rest in peace. Damn. Hulkamania, brother. Hey, yo. Uh, follow the buzzards. That's the bottom line. Uh, have a nice day. Uh, if you smell what the rock is cooking, I think I got them all. I think I did all the ones I wanted to do. Oh, let's get ready to suck it. There you go. And and new day rocks. New day rocks. New day Man, rocks. I think I only got like three of those references. Holler if you hear me. So. We outie. Later.